1: Go to the slash transistor
0: and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to the slash transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend Internet, this is what Letterboxd is.
1: today i have 246 lists in my account i use them to track the movies i watch organize them in all sorts of different ways i track them by hand i clone lists from other people i use them to plan what i'm going to be watching all sorts of things i just i love creating lists it's a fantastic tool
0: Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We
1: love Letterboxd, and if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will, too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service.
0: Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterbox to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks.
1: Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday morning to you, gents. Good morning, Andy. Hello. hello. Good morning, Andy and Ray. Uh, Ray and Ocean here. Uh, fantastic uh, time to chat about movies. How you guys doing? Terrific.
2: Doing well. Looking forward to online school.
1: Online school, more online movies, yep. online concerts. <laughs> Online poetry readings from Patrick Stewart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but who else would you rather have do it? Come on.
1: Uh, you're yeah. True. If there's anyone who can inspire me mm-hmm. with a Shakespearean sonnet, it is Patrick Stewart.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd want to hear him and then Morgan Freeman go so I could compare and contrast.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it's interesting the way that uh, entertainment has shifted. You know, it's how quickly things like uh, John Krasinski's show popped up. Right. And the, uh, um, oh, what's... Uh, uh, the other show, I'm blanking, the um, Together re- Apart, um, you know, where they're reuniting everybody. Is that That's
3: Josh Gad?
1: Josh Gad's show, yeah. It, right. Josh, G- Is it t- just Together Apart? Is that what it's called? Uh, I can't
3: remember. I can't remember I either.
1: But I love how quickly people jumped on the um, the <laughs> bandwagon to come up with ways to entertain. Uh, yeah, Josh Gad's Reunited Apart. That's what it is. Right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's been fun to see what they've all been coming up with. Uh, do you guys have any favorites? What's, uh, exciting you or have you been watching any of these sorts of things?
3: I personally have not been watching any of these though. Whenever Josh Gad has been coming out with like the Lord of the Rings reunion, for example, and I think there was a back to the future one. Those looked really cool to me, but I haven't checked them out yet. I've been pretty busy lately, but this past week, Uh, Although this isn't like uh, a COVID thing where people are streaming, but uh, I did kind of binge the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, and that was pretty good. Were you you a fan of the original? Yes. I I love Robert Stack's voice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was so perfect for those shows, wasn't it? Yeah.
3: But this one is a little different because there's no host. It's just uh, like purely a documentary. Uh, and the only people that talk are the interviewees, and then there's text that will appear uh, at the end and beginning of each show talking about uh, what's going on. It was different, but it was it was still good. I hope they do more.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I found
2: that uh, I've been taking, uh, just trying to take some advantage of this time in that um, since the, you don't have a lot, there's not a lot of good uh, new movies and things coming out, now, you know, like I saw the recently saw the chalise Theron Old Guard on Netflix when that one came out. Ooh. But b- beyond that, what I'm really kind of doing more of is catching up on. You know those shows that are on your list that you were going to watch at the time, but then you didn't. <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, because you were busy Story or something else of came my on, life. Or some other better show. <laughs> exactly. So, so lately there, I've been catching up on the old, uh, well, it's not that old, but a few, a couple years old BBC show called Killing Eve. Oh, um, yeah. Huh. That stars uh, uh, Sandra Oh, and it's actually it's, it's very good, and it's you know they're. Each season's only eight episodes, so it was it was nice and it's nice and bingeable. <laughs> and so caught up with that, enjoying that, and then I finally got around to you know catching up on Gotham because I I bailed on Gotham probably around season three. I'm right so I there with you. Picked, yeah, so I kind of just picked it back up, and I was like, you know, this isn't a horrible show. You know, there's there's a, there's a lot there. They're doing they're doing interesting things with the characters. It's
1: it's not bad to watch. I think that's other, I the poster, right? This isn't a <laughs> the, horrible show. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yes.
2: Yes, yes. Watch this. It is not horrible, but it was, you know. So I, I find I'm, you know, doing that or you know, you know, catching up on things like that or you know, showing my kid an old older movie that he's never seen before. But there's, you know, outside of uh, like I said, the Old Guard, which was a, a decent movie that Netflix just recently put out. Um, I haven't really seen too many new things uh, lately.
1: Yeah, it's always uh, a challenge to to you know track down the new stuff uh, <laughs> these days. I mean, I know it's popping up out there, and I, I, I did finally watch Birds of Prey, so I caught up with that, mm. uh, which I thought was an- enjoyable enough. I didn't love it. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I know I, I keep trying to you know, track down stuff. My library's open. They're doing... Um, you can Ooh. pick stuff up through uh, um, curbside. And so I just got the Way Back, the Ben Affleck basketball coach oh, movie. So okay. I'm looking forward to checking that one out. Um, so it's it's like kind of catching up on the the new the newer releases that I had missed. Um, mm. But yeah, it is uh, it is getting to be slim pickings as far as the new stuff. Um, but things still get released. I mean, we've got some trailers to talk about, obviously. So movies we are do. getting pushed out there, right? Yeah. We'll
3: have to give Birds of Prey to Rob and Mandy to fix. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't think there were <laughs> casting problems with that. I actually thought the cast mm. was great. Just the story was well.
2: yeah it, it, it felt more like they were trying to set up a you know a, a future movie or a sequel or you know try to build a trilogy or a universe there but you know dc dc seems to still be unable to figure out how to do that appropriately where you where when the movie's over you really want to know what happens next and you want to see them add other characters and you know and see other stories with it and so you know i'm i'm opt to i'm eternally optimistic that dc will get their act together that they will start you know bringing out movies that really make you want to know what happened next and see a whole universe but with birds of prey it was you know it was a fun little movie but you know while it's set up for a sequel i didn't really find that i cared to see what happened next sure
1: yeah it's a shame i mean especially because margot robbie is just so good she in is the role. yes like, she just gives it so much of her all which is awesome
3: totally totally. Yeah. I've not seen birds of prey, but she was the one saving Grace for me in Suicide Squad, so.
1: Right, yeah. Yes. Is she back in the uh the Suicide Squad, whatever uh whatever the sequel's being called? Do you know?
2: Yeah, b- yes, I believe she's the she's actually the star cuz I think Will Smith is not doing it. And so then she becomes more the 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 big actor, the focal point of it. And so Uh, yes from what i from what little i did catch up on she is in it um but there's you know the last articles i read about it were all talking about story development meaning they weren't really sure what they wanted to do with the suicide squad yet Hmm.
1: well i'm sure james gunn has something figured out he seems to have a pretty good sense of how things are going to play uh i'm just looking on on imdb to see who's in it um Let's see we've got uh, uh Rick Flag. Is that a character you guys are familiar with? Joel Kinnaman's playing Rick Flag.
2: Yeah, he was in the, the first one. He was the was military. He? Right.
1: Guy. Oh, okay. Right. I'm, yeah, he was, he was yeah, that's, I, that's he's how forgettable it. that first movie was. Like I <laughs> yeah. other than Harley Quinn and Joker, And honestly I forgot Will Smith was even in it. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause, laughs> well, what was his character? Like he I was even dead remember shot. What his character was? He was deadshot. That just like yeah, his character's mean yeah. nothing to me. That's the problem yeah, with was, that.
2: Yeah, he was actually the star. Of, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. He sure was. He, yeah. Boy, Will Smith. What <laughs> happened to you, Will?
0: Jeez, well, you there know. was
1: a point you were like the box office draw. Now I see a movie coming out with Will Smith, and I'm like, eh, who needs to see that? <laughs> so, what's the last good Will Smith movie, you, you guys? He didn't love Gemini
2: Man. So, where uh, he was, you know, uh, I saw the trailer for twin?
1: it. I saw the trailer for it. The, okay. He's gotten to a point where I watch the trailers, and I don't even see the movies anymore.
3: Okay. That's what's happened to Will Smith. <laughs> Honestly, I think what's the last the, uh, semi-good Will Smith movie I saw was maybe The Pursuit of Happiness.
1: That was fine. What? That was that felt very Hollywood, but it, it right. was it, fine. It
3: wasn't anything great, but it was okay.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking down his list. I, I skipped the latest Bad Boys movie. Um, yeah, that that one wasn't that great. Uh, my it was son, better than
2: Bad Boys 2, though.
1: Well... Yeah, that's <laughs> that's good. Uh, Spies in Disguise, honestly, I probably should have taken my son to see if He wanted to go see that one, but I skipped it. Gemini Man skipped. Um, you know, I saw like the last half of Aladdin with my kids because they were watching on Disney And I sat down just out of curiosity. Wasn't very into it. Oh, you didn't see um,
3: it when it
2: was in theaters? I
1: didn't. No, no. My daughter, I think my daughter went with some friends. Um,
2: well, Aladdin I liked. That that, that that I thought was actually a really well done movie. What? i was I was very skeptical yeah, I know I was skeptical that they would be able to pull off the 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 songs and the music and everything because I really do like the uh, you know the animated and I think is was a great movie. but no, I thought they did a really good job of it and that that you know told the story well, the new music was good. it was humorous and it was entertaining and, and no I, I I liked it and they they set up for a sequel that I don't know that they're going to do um but you know I I thought Aladdin was pretty good. I got a hard disagree with you, sir.
3: I thought it was pretty, <laughs> I thought, it. I thought it, to quote triumph, the insult comic dog. I thought it was good to poop on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, Yes, we are definitely a different
2: camp. Yeah,
1: I didn't see much of it, but I will say whoever the guy was that they cast to play Jafar was like so flimsy. I'm like, this is the bad guy? Like, he just didn't didn't have any screen presence. I was really, I thought that was pretty lame. So that's one that I'm like curious to see. I feel like I really want to because Guy Ritchie directed it. I'm like, "Ah, I feel like I should watch the rest of it. I just have not been motivated to do so. Honestly, uh, it doesn't
3: feel very much like a Guy Ritchie movie. I don't know if it's because it's over-Disney-fied. Maybe the studio had way too much uh, to put on him as, as a filmmaker, yeah. but it really did not feel much like at all, like a Guy Ritchie movie.
1: Yeah. yeah that's I didn't even
3: realize it was Guy Ritchie. I, I, Guy Ritchie movies to me
2: are always uh, uh, British mobsters killing people. That's... <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> That's what I, that's what I'm going for, and that's what I want to see. And when he puts those movies out, I, I love all of them.
1: You know, I did either of you see Bright, the uh, Netflix movie that Will Smith did? No, because that's yeah. getting a sequel. I didn't realize.
2: Yeah, I I saw it. I thought it was my impression. of The movie really was more. It was a good idea that just didn't quite grab you. Didn't ec- mm. they just is didn't execute it quite right? You know, the the idea, the idea was good, but you know the movie was so so. I mean, you could watch it. I think uh, you know I probably was mildly entertained for the first half of it, uh, but then and after that, it just it kind of fell apart with with the story and kind of what they were trying to put together. It just didn't work.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, just looking back at Will Smith's career, I'm just like, okay, so his most recent one was Bad Boys for Life. Let me just read you the last, you know. I'll read the last 15 years of films of his. Bad Boys for Life, Going Backwards, Spies in Disguise, Gemini Man, Student of the Year 2, which is just a special appearance, Aladdin, Bright, Collateral Beauty, Suicide Squad, Concussion, Focus, Winter's Tale, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, After Earth, Men in Black 3, Seven Pounds, Hancock, I Am Legend, The Pursuit of Happiness, and Hitch was 2005. Oh, wow. I tell you, in that whole lot, I've seen... Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, and then Suicide Squad, like six of the early ones and then Suicide Squad. And then I've just kind of skipped the rest. And of those, actually Men in Black 3 was the one I liked the most. I actually thought they did a really good job with that, with Hmm. that uh, third film.
3: Nice. (laughs) Have either of you seen Concussion? Because I was curious about that one, but I never got around to it.
1: I didn't hear I have not. I didn't hear great things about it, but then my sister like she's just like, "Oh, he was he was so good, the movie was so good." I was like, "Oh, really?" So, that's one that it's kind of like back on my list. I'm like, "Okay, maybe that one's worth checking out." Okay. So, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, I I don't know. I guess I just hope that he gets himself back on track cuz I just always loved watching him and I just feel like he's, you know, I don't know. I feel like his career's taken kind of a strange turn. Uh, coming up, he's got Bad Boys 4 has been announced, uh, something called The Council, which I'm unfamiliar with, and then King Richard, which is kind of an interesting <laughs> thing to see. Uh, which actually, I, it's not Shakespeare. This is oh, actually... Oh, okay. This, okay, this is... See, I thought it was, but it's a look at how tennis superstars Venus and Serena Williams became who they are after the coaching from their father, Richard Williams.
3: Oh. Oh. Okay. oh I think I've heard of that, actually, yeah, well, that that was coming. Yeah.
1: Ah, I had not. So that's pretty interesting. Um, And then The Council, which is in pre-production, this is the never-before-told story of a crime syndicate consisting of seven African-American men who ruled Harlem in the 70s and early 80s, focusing on Nicky Barnes, dubbed Mr. Untouchable by the New York Times. And Will Smith is playing Nicky Barnes.
3: Is it just me, or does it just seem like he tried in his career to branch out to more dramatic roles and it was really hit and miss and it just didn't have as good of a, it it just didn't seem to do as well as whenever he was more comedic or action oriented, like in men in black or independence day type of things.
1: Uh, Is that just me or? Well, I mean, I think he's definitely like, I mean, he's a great actor. If you look at him in Ali or even going back to like six degrees of separation, I mean, I think he can deliver on the dramatic performances, but I just feel like, I, I don't know if it's just a, a, choice of uh what he's picking i don't know what it is but i mean the pursuit of happiness was fine i I thought that was actually a pretty good movie just a little Hollywoodish for me but okay um, fair enough i don't know i I don't know i actually i'm one of the few people who saw seven pounds i actually kind of liked that one too i thought that was actually a pretty uh pretty interesting movie so i mean you know he does it but then there are things like collateral beauty and i just remember when we watched the trailer um it was one i think it was a Trailer pick, and it was just one that we were all laughing at because it was just such a bad little trailer. I didn't even see the movie because the trailer was so bad.
2: <laughs> now you're making me want to go see the trailer.
1: <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those ones where it's just like, yeah, it just, oh, it just was like forcing its emotions on you the whole time. It was a terrible trailer. <laughs> You should watch it. You should definitely go watch it. I'd love your thoughts. Okay. Well, I'll
2: I'll I'll commit to the trailer. There you go. Yeah, and and of the early stuff from that 15 years ago, I I did enjoy Hancock. Right, I thought that was an Mm. enjoyable movie. I I get that the movie has problems, and, and the problems are obvious. Uh, but you know, I was able to roll with it enough that I did, I did enjoy it.
1: That's actually a good point. It was, it was a problematic movie, but they did some really interesting things with it that I was like, you know what, that would be something I would watch again. It's not great, but it was definitely uh fun and pretty interesting. Yeah.
2: That, and I, I find I'm a sucker for Jason Bateman and just about anything he does. So <laughs> I, I really enjoyed him in the movie, you
1: know, playing the straight man. So. Right. Yeah. And then there's after earth. Anyway. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Moving on. I completely skipped that one. Yeah, right. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Uh what news do we have? Let's see, we had a great big deal uh that Universal and AMC agreed to a little uh shaking hands after their big after they uh, went to Fisticuffs over Trolls World Tour. Um uh, they kind of came to this uh seventeen day theatrical window agreement where They were going to basically say, hey, you know, after a movie's been playing in your theaters for 17 days, we can go to premium video on demand. Uh, That's where you're paying like 20 bucks a ticket. And uh, then I guess AMC is going to get a cut of that. And that's kind of the deal they came to. Uh, It's really interesting. And this is something that I think a lot of people in Hollywood are uh, waiting to see what other studios are going to do now with other theater chains because this could potentially create drastic shifts in the way that that the business is run uh, moving forward, COVID or not. So, uh, interesting. Do you guys have any thoughts on this?
2: I think that it'll generate more money. Um, I think that they're going to finally do things the, the right way in, in this regard. That When you really look at it, if the theater still get the you know, the monopoly for the first 17 days, most movies now are made to be, you know, have big openings. You know, they're going to have a big open. The second week, hopefully is just, you know, not too big of a drop off, but then by the third week, you know, they're going to, you see significant drop offs and then people go into the theaters. And so, you know, for, because most of the money from a theater standpoint is already generated in that 17 days to be able to shift over and quickly within, you know, three weeks time, go to a premium video on demand format makes it where some people that, you know, may not want to go to a theater or, you know, or, you know, enjoy that experience, especially in in today's times. But if you don't want to go to theater that experience, you may still then, you know, pony up the $20 to see it in the comfort of your home own home after it's only been out for a few weeks. And so you, you know, you can avoid the news and not get you know spoiled uh have the movie spoiled before you're able to see it and so by by having this agreement i think it makes more money for both parties that the the movies that are really big they they can get their big money and then still get more money afterwards and and some movies you know have horrible opening weekends and you know those movies then can hurry up and get out of theaters and then hopefully make more money in the on-demand market sure
1: yeah and i guess theoretically you know because i know Studios were concerned about having to basically pay for marketing twice, paying the first time, and then second time, three months later, after people have kind of forgotten about it. Hey, it's out now, digital. Now that window is shortened, so they're not necessarily having to kind of, um, you know, push as much advertising out there. So theoretically, mm-hmm. saving some money there. So uh, Yeah,
2: I, I would think that in the next, you know, year, couple of years, this will become the norm. That things will come, you know, that they'll they'll have a, I don't know if it'll all be 17 days or how many days of the window it is, but that they'll bring a shorter window to bring things out to, to you know, on demand and video on demand. Because there are, you know, there's only certain movies there that you really want to go to theater for, you know, because if the... The theater experience to me is, is always more of a if it has big sound, big explosions, if the, if the the visuals and the audio from a the theater are, you know, really going to change how the movie, you know, how how you enjoy the movie, then I enjoy going to a theater. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, the other dramatic movies I like, right? So if you if you're watching a dramatic movie where it's predominantly dialogue driven, it's a great and interesting story, but it's just as good in a the theater as it is in my house. Right. And so I tend to wait on those until they, you know, come to where well, they're on demand. And so shortening this window and, and using this model, I, I think I, I believe that all of the studios are going to go
3: to it. Definitely looks to me like this is kind of a testing the waters sort of experiment, uh, kind of, because if you think about it, it seems to me anyway that with this whole COVID-19 thing, it probably has opened up the eyes of those at universal or at AMC and saying, Oh, look, there's fruit to this whole VOD thing. And so naturally you would want to test out, okay, well, which would make us more money if we continued to theatrically release these films, or do you think this is going by the wayside? Maybe we should just skip straight to video on demand. And I mean, I hope that that doesn't become the case because I love going to the theater. And it also brings up a question for me, you know, with this 17 day window, what happens whenever you get a movie that's ridiculously popular? Like, for example, Titanic, when that originally came out and wound up staying in theaters for somewhere around a year, you know, what happens with something like that?
2: Well, the way I read it and understood it was if something like that would occur, then the theaters, you know, the studios and the theaters could agree to leave the movie in theaters for a longer period of time and delay the video on demand. But really the 17-day window just means that after 17 days, the studios have the option of moving it to video on demand right so they don't have to if you have, if you have a, a movie that is you know a big box office hit and has legs you know then you know like a titanic or like you know say how star wars was when it, the the new hope that star wars when it came out um, you know with things like that then you know the, that window would grow longer and then it wouldn't be video on demand for a few months but for most movies you know after after a couple of weeks the the theaters really as far as your theater going audience they've really gone and seen the movie and so, to then capitalize on those of us that would potentially be waiting uh, until it becomes on demand and getting us earlier, you know makes a
3: lot of sense to me well, and then, with the video on demand now tell me if i if I read this right, if I understood it correctly, when it does go to video on demand, these universal films will only be available on a m c s streaming service, like they won't immediately be available, like say on iTunes or movies anywhere or wherever people. Uh, rent their digital movies from. Does that sound right to you? Uh,
1: I, yeah. I mean, it would be the, um, because they're calling it the premium video on demand. That's where you're paying like the 20 bucks, gotcha. which, you know, if you, if you watched trolls world tour, when it came out, that's what you paid for that. Or, and, you know, there were a couple others that were released that yeah, the way. Hunt,
2: the hunt did that.
1: Yeah. The hunt and yeah. um, Emma, there were a few. Okay. Uh, bloods bloodshot. And so it's, it's one of those things where, they're releasing it that way you know so that they can still make a bigger a bigger buck rather than just the you know $5 or $9 rental or whatever it's going to be on iTunes right um so just cuz i mean you know people are going to generally watch it all together and so they got to get some of that ticket money back
3: so that makes me wonder how long after the initial 17, 17 day theatrical window how long will they do pvod premium video on demand and before they do like a wider release, say on disc or other streaming services.
1: I would imagine they'll probably just keep it running, you know, for quite a while, you know, just, uh, I mean, as long as it's making money that, I mean, it could be the full three months like it had been before they release it, uh, the rest of the digital realm. And honestly, it's, it's just like, I, I, my hunch is it's going to be like any other theatrical release once ticket sales start tapering off, they're gonna shift.
3: Okay. That makes you know,
1: sense. I mean it's just I, I honestly I think at this point it's the Wild West and they're all just figuring this out as they Another go. Another Will Smith movie. <laughs> That's the wild, <laughs> wild west. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's just one of those I, I don't know. I, I'm a theater lover. It makes me sad that shifts like this happened. Um it, it's inevitable. But, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like there's something in theater, like the theater experience, for me. Whether it's a big movie or a small movie, I just love the experience. It's it's so like a hundred percent of your focus, rather than sitting in your living room and you know you're at seventy five percent because the the dog needs to be let out and you you're, you're going to get snacks in the kitchen and somebody's doing dishes, you know, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, we'll, well see.
3: Okay. Will be an anyway. interesting to see unfold.
1: It will be. Definitely will. Um, let's see. Dave Franco is going to be starring as Vanilla Ice in a biopic. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes.
2: I- I'm interested in this in really, you know, a, cu- a couple ways. One, I... You know, I'm not. A, I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know anyone that's really a true big Vanilla Ice fan. But I don't. Also, at the same time, don't know anyone who doesn't like Ice Ice Baby. Right. That's. It's a great song, and it, it, it's one of those things of where you know it caught the zeitgeist at the time. It was a big song and it was huge. And over time, people just turned on turned on Vanilla Ice for the song. Right. And and so it, it seems to be like you know we he may all he did is make a giant hit record and we just crucified him for it right and um, so i i i like you know then so i like the idea of this movie in that um that you know they're going to do a, a biopic so they can you know see the sh- the struggle of what it is to, to become vanilla ice but that they apparently are also going to use the disaster artist you know you know uh formula right because you know dave Franco was in the disaster Artist you know with this with his brother and so and he's also uh dave Franco's the one who's going to play vanilla ice but in the disaster artist, that was that movie was prime. If you saw it, to be made fun of, right? They could have sure, taken yeah. a, a taken taken that movie a different way and just completely made fun. Of, of the of the of the character that made the disaster artist and you know and made it where there was kind of like a pointing laughing at him and they, they really what they did is showed you know showed that more honestly and then made it where it was a much more heartfelt humorous movie and I, and and that if they use that same formula in that same way for the Vanilla Ice I think that you know we're going to enjoy at least the song you know we'll enjoy the the one song because you know everybody does but that you know the movie itself should still also be something enjoyable and entertaining because it'll take the character seriously and not just be a movie to make fun of Vanilla Ice as much as really kind of show what, what his life was like, what it took to get to where he was and, and also make a better heartfelt movie. So I am looking forward to what they produce with this.
3: You know, I only know two Vanilla Ice songs and the other song I that's know
1: more than most people. <laughs> yeah, <that's two? laughs> the other song I know,
3: I like way more than Ice Ice Baby and I will be, extremely disappointed if it is not in the biopic and that is the ninja rap from teenage mutant ninja turtles the secret of the Ooze. that's funny i i i am the loser that listens to that song at full volume with my car windows down that's funny
1: (laughs) you're that guy yeah that's too funny You know, I I enjoyed that song at the time. I haven't really thought much about Vanilla Ice. I do wonder how far it's going to go, if it's going to get to the point in his career where he's doing uh, home repair shows or whatever it is he's doing now. (laughs) Uh, I guess we'll have to see when they can finally actually get started making it, because the production has been uh, uh, postponed until further notice.
3: Is it weird that I hope Dave Franco gets a prosthetic chin? (laughs) <laughs> because i always so he looks more like- he al- i always think of vanilla ice and that uh, unusually square chin of his
1: yeah 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 <laughs> yeah um well. uh well i guess we'll have to wait and find out last yes. but not least quibi oh we can't have a show without talking Quibby, and uh you know this is just an interesting little note quibi apparently is uh gonna win an emmy because wow. apparently they have uh, made enough content to flesh out several categories. So they are 80% of the options <laughs> in, <laughs> the, in those categories. Those would be Outstanding Actor in a Short Form Comedy or Drama Series and Outstanding Actress in a Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. In both of those, they have four out of five of the slots filled, not to mention other slots. So uh, people are saying, hey, you know what? they may fail, but at least they're going to walk away with an Emmy.
3: So, and there who, who knows if they do walk uh, away with an Emmy, maybe more people will be inclined to check it out.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah. I, I did actually cancel my subscription. It was about to, uh, I got their email reminder. Hey, your paid subscription is going to start next week. I'm like, eh, Nope. Well, <laughs> sorry.
2: I, th- I think it would be better. And anyone who can hear the sound of my voice that votes for an Emmy, pick the one that is not from Quibi you know make <laughs> right? it where they, they yeah, shut them out in the Emmys too so that way that is you know that and that would be a better story than they win an Emmy that
3: they should have won an Emmy but did not
1: that would actually be really funny I
3: think Quibby's like that kid in preschool that just sits in the corner and eats glue <laughs> <laughs> and know everyone just points at him like everyone stay away from that kid
1: yeah exactly yeah. Oh, geez Well, guys, let's do some trailers. All right. All right. Ray, well, you get to go first because you put your pick in the in the docket first. So
3: I'm good like that.
1: Yes, you are.
3: All right. So the movie that I picked is about a British army doctor who comes back from a war, thinking that she has PTSD, only to discover that there is a more daunting malevolence at work, making the life that she knew unfamiliar. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. This movie is called The Unfamiliar. Welcome home,
0: mommy. <gasps> Why don't you tell me what happened to you in Marja? I've been seeing things, hallucinations, and it's not PTSD. I've been taking the pills. That's the thing about war; always leaves scars, and not all of them are physical.
3: I thought it looked really interesting. I'm kind of on the fence with this movie because there are parts of this trailer that almost looked like a new hereditary, which I thought was just a phenomenal film. And then there are other parts of this, this trailer that made me think, wow, that looks like that could be extremely corny and bad. So I have no idea what to think about this movie, but I'm definitely intrigued enough to check it out when it comes out. What did you guys think of the trailer?
1: I was curious um you know and I the title intrigued me because I'm like uh, okay because I mean there's also the familiar not that that's a movie title but just the fact that in the world of witches and stuff there's a thing called their familiar and so I'm like I wonder if it's a play on that and so I was kept hmm. watching the trailer once I knew it was a horror I'm like okay is there going to be something that is kind of like the opposite of what a familiar is or something and and so I was I, it didn't quite seem like it was going that way but it kept me thinking uh, about that. And so, I don't know, it, it piques my curiosity. I hope there's more to it than just kind of like a, a creepy haunted situation sort of film. Sure.
2: Yeah. I, I find that I'm a picky horror film watcher. There's, you know, I, I I'm not a, I'm not huge into the genre and some, th- some of those, I some I do like, but you know, for the most part, I don't watch a lot of it. And, and this one seemed to me, I, I, I wasn't as interested in seeing it partly because you know, there was the, the the initial part of it when she's you know coming home from the army and she has PTSD. You know, that looks like okay, we can take that story a bunch of different ways. But then once it switches to horror, then it becomes is she possessed? Are they going to have an exorcism? You know, are we going to have you know priests show up? And you know, it just it just seemed to kind of go like it was it was going a, a really odd left turn, and then it was going to have a lot of jump scares. And and so yeah, so I so for me, I thought I looked at that and I thought I'm sure there will be people that like that, but that definitely it's it, I'm not into. I'm not enough into horror movies for it.
3: Sure. Yeah. Well, um, this movie is directed by Hank Pretorius. I don't know who he is, but I love his last name. And it stars (laughs) Jemima West, uh, Christopher Dane, and Rebecca Hansen. Uh, It runs uh, 89 minutes and is set to be released on August 21st. No rating as of yet that I could find.
1: As of yet. Okay. Well... Uh, what do you have for us, Ocean?
2: Well, my movie, uh, the trailer starts off with uh, um, with the, hearing the hearing the quote, "God, land, oil." It is often said wars waged over one of these threes, and I didn't come to West Virginia for God. and And the voice that you're hearing saying that is uh, Vinny Jones, um, and basically the movie is called The Big Ugly.
3: God, land. Oil. It's often said war is ways over just these three. I didn't come here to West Virginia for God. Back in London, Harris is the top man. But here, deep in the hills of Appalachia, Harris has a mate, an oil man, Preston. Look at you. So here we are. Invested in a oil operation. Preston needs
2: cash flow. Harris needs a cleaner. I got a loan. <laughs> and in the movie, you can tell from the trailer, he stars as a bodyguard slash hitman who goes with his boss, uh, Harris, who's played by Malcolm McDowell, uh, to Virginia in order to broker a money laundering deal with, uh, with uh, his partner in West Virginia named Preston, uh, played by the great character actor Ron Perlman. Um, and then really, you can get most of the movie from the trailer. Uh, you know, Vinny brings his girlfriend or wife, uh, Fiona, with him, and she inadvertently gains the attention of, you know, some, of uh, some of Preston's guys, and then she gets killed. And then at that point, Vinnie, uh, Vinnie Jones can't tolerate that. He's going to have to seek revenge and, you know, kill a bunch of people and ultimately take the whole thing down. Right. And so I, I, I enjoy, I like the trailer and like it, cause I love the straightforward action films. And this is a hundred percent of straightforward action films. This is not Shakespeare in the park. And after watching this uh, the ending, it won't surprise you at all, but it does look like, you know, fun. It uh, looks like a fun time uh, for about 90 minutes on my couch. So what <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think of it? Uh,
3: you know, I watched this trailer for The Big Ugly, and the first half of the trailer almost seemed like a Guy Ritchie kind of vibe. And then the second half looked like one of those generic action slash revenge stories in the same vein as what Stallone and Schwarzenegger have been putting out lately. You know, mm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's exactly what it is. uh, (laughs) Yes, that and all I could keep thinking about was I'm the juggernaut.
1: Right, (laughs) I know. This is one where you know at first I was disappointed that it wasn't the third movie in the big trilogy after uh, the big short and the big sick. Uh, It was just (laughs) like, (laughs) but you know, it's it's one of those movies that looks like very much just a. such a straightforward action movie that it just, like, nothing interests me. I'm just like, I don't know. There's nothing here for me. I, I love the actors. You know, I think that, you know, Malcolm McDowell, Ron Perlman, uh, even Vinnie Jones, I think that they can be fun to watch. And, uh, I mean, Ron Perlman said, you know, I I shouldn't think too much about this because I, I don't think I um generally think that he makes good choices with his films, but he said he would, he knew he would be starring in it by the time he reached page 11 of the script for this. (laughs) (laughs) So so maybe there's, maybe there's gold. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't for me though, but yeah. uh, yeah. So when is this one opening? Or I it should is, say, uh, when be did it It's available
2: for a video on demand on uh, July 31st. So, Which was uh, yesterday. Last, Which was yesterday, last night, yes. Uh, you can add, you can rent it on uh, iTunes or uh, Prime Video, and there's a, a smattering of other uh, video on demand uh, sure. providers that you can rent it from as well. So,
1: Cool. Well, that leaves me. For my film, I picked an interesting-looking thriller that seems like it's in the same camp as Buried, or films where, I guess you could say, where people are cold. Like, um, <laughs> uh, what is the one where they're up in, in the uh, the snow, the ski lift, where they get trapped on the I right. can't remember. Frozen, uh, not the Disney one, but the other Frozen. <laughs> there is a certain element to uh, to some of these films that that creates a very incredible sense of dread. In the particular case of this one, it is because a married couple there, I, I don't know what's going on. I am assuming that you know, they're out driving and they pull off to the side of the road because the snow is so bad and they wake up and the blizzard was so bad that the car is buried and they are frozen inside it. They can't get out of the car.
0: Hello. Okay. I
2: think we're snowed under.
3: How's she doing?
0: She keeps on cooking. She's okay. Uh, any ideas how we're getting out of here? I don't
2: think we should get out of here.
0: That's not really much of a plan. We're going to freeze in here.
2: And you don't think we're going to freeze out there? And we have light. I just need you to trust me. Okay? Okay.
1: The film is Centigrade, directed by Brendan Walsh, starring uh, starring Brendan Walsh, Daley Nixon, and uh, Mavis Simpson Ernst, the three three people in the whole cast. And basically, you know, uh, this poor guy and his pregnant wife are stuck inside this frozen vehicle. And they're trying to decide, should we wait it out? Should we break a window and climb out through the snow? Uh, with the possibility that you're going to freeze to death out in the cold, what should we do? And that's, the, that's basically the premise. And I think there's something really inherently creepy about this. And it looks like it goes down um, kind of a dark turn toward the end as it gets a little psychologically crazy and stuff. But um, I don't know. I, there's something in it that seemed interesting to me. What would you guys think?
3: Dude, the first 10 seconds where all you see is snow and you hear the muffled cries for help, Sent Mm. chills down my spine. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that alone is getting a watch from me.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, good. Yeah.
1: What about you? Yeah. No,
2: it it looked it looked interesting. Kind of like it made me think of alive only. Insofar as you know, you're trapped in a in a cold environment and don't really know how to get out. I I found myself uh, for inexplicable. Inexplicably, I found myself distracted with, well, how did the car get buried in snow to begin with? And that, you know, that really took a lot of my focus from the trailer. Uh, I do think that the, the dark turn of it is going to be interesting to see, you know, how far do they go? Do they go to where one of them just, you know, because the trailer left me with the impression that one of them may kill the other, right? And so, like, do they actually go that far? Do they? Is that, the, is that going to be near the end or is that just, you know, kind of part of it where they eventually use them for food until you know, until frost happens. So, I, I'm, so it's, it's one of the things where I think I'm interested enough to maybe check it out. I don't know yet if, you know, I'm not sure if it'll be for me, but I'm definitely going to give it a watch.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty interesting. It's going to have a limited a theatrical release, I guess maybe at drive-ins and stuff, August 28th. And then uh, that's here in the U.S. And then its DVD premiere is over in the U.K. August 31st, a few days later. I don't know uh, if the limited release here in the U.S. on the 28th also is going to be streaming, but uh, it will be out there, so keep an eye out for it. And That is Centigrade. All right, well, let's do uh, the IMDb game. We'll play a few rounds of this, see if you guys uh, know your stuff as far as IMDb's, um, the, the way that IMDb's algorithms decide what people are known for. <laughs> Someday someone on this show will master the algorithm. Someday somebody will. That's right. So I figured, uh, just so for those of you who aren't familiar with the IMDb game, IMDb always lists four films that any person on IMDb is, as they say, known for. Sometimes it's a popular movie. Sometimes it's a movie that makes a lot of money. uh, But there's always some obscure choices in there. And (laughs) nobody really knows what this crazy IMDb algorithm is. So... First up, let's try it out with, uh, considering we're talking Friday, we're in the middle of our Friday series on the show, let's look at Ice Cube. What four films would you guys say Ice Cube is known for? Friday. Friday, yeah. Friday's yeah. Is easy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely that one. <laughs> what oh, else?
2: Uh, Boys in the Hood. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's two. Yeah, 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 Friday, Boys in the Hood. Um, you know, I don't know much about his film career. Which triple X was he in?
1: Well, I will tell you his acting career star. has 41 films in it. Yeah. 41. Right. Very busy. Yeah. Boy. No, he has,
2: he has a lot of stuff. And so he's, he's been in a lot of things, including uh, John
1: Carpenter. Stuff. I might
2: add. Oh, oh, wasn't he in Anaconda?
1: <laughs> he was in Anaconda. Was he in Anaconda? Yes, he was.
2: Well, I, I think that be the, the triple X movie where he was the star. That was probably the biggest Double action. Triple X, movie. State of the
1: Union, State or the Triple Union, X, right. Return of Xander Cage.
2: <laughs> State of the Union. Return of Xander Cage was Vin Diesel. He was only in it for uh, like two seconds at the end. Okay. Um, and then they, with Kevin Hart, he did those ride-along movies. Was he in? Oh. Right. So, so I mean, I guess, so, I, so, these are the four that I think. So, Ray, let me know if you think there was, should be something taken out and changed. Was he in Barbershop?
3: Think, uh,
1: he was yes. in
2: Barbershop. He wasn't a barbershop uh, Okay, so no, barbershop would be bigger than that So then that would be Friday, barbershop The X State of the Union And Boys in the Hood
1: I'll go with that Okay, you guys are 50% <laughs> 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 The four are Friday Which you got, Boys in the Hood, which you got Right Along, which you mentioned And then you bailed oh, on oh. Last but not least, next Friday uh, <laughs> Next Friday? <laughs> go figure
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, right.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I Why is Barbershop not on there? Why is Three Kings not on there? Yeah. Ghosts of Mars is the one that I was saying from uh, from uh, John Carpenter. He was in the 21, he was in 22. Ghosts of Mars? Yes. He was in Ghosts of Mars. I haven't
3: seen that one yet.
1: It's not good. It's not good. Um, he was in the 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street movies. I mean, uh, Fist Fight recently. So he's very busy, very busy next up um how about chris tucker
3: uh well i think you'd have to do uh, the the movie that he did with jackie chan it's like it's a trilogy rush hour hour.
2: and rush hour 2 because i i believe imdb will put both of those on there um friday oh yeah he is in friday yeah so friday (laughs) (laughs) Friday. there's a reason i pulled
1: his name up yeah yeah he is in
2: friday yeah so yeah so friday oh well I, you know, I don't know because he also has, um, there's dead presidents, um, where he was, he was, he was bigger than that. And then, the, you know, I
3: love the fifth element. Oh, yeah. Fifth um, element for sure. You know, I don't know if that would make the. I'd be surprised if that wasn't on there. Then yeah. again, this is IMDb. I, I'd kind of be surprised
2: if it was. I kind of, okay. So if, if he's on, so yeah. So Friday. Um, so I'm, I'm willing to go with you with Friday, but I, I think that, um, I, I think I think it'll be one of those weird things where it'll be rush hour and rush hour too and and then uh Friday, and then what was the other one either uh not dead what was the one the the one you said um
3: rush hour no 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 oh, no no I'm dead. sorry I'm sorry um fifth, the fifth element.
2: element yeah fifth element or dead presidents, which one was bigger <laughs> I, don't know. I would think <laughs> that presidents loaded question. But. Yeah, exactly. Well, they were both right. They were both middle of the road from a commercial success movie, right? And so that if they're saying this is what he's known for, then you have to say which of these two is a more memorable performance by him, which, I mean, I, the answer is the fifth element, but I don't know if Dead Presidents would be more, because when Dead Presidents came out, he wasn't, he wasn't really known before that. What about Jackie Brown? Well, Didn't he have a role in Jackie Brown? He did. I just but watched he, that. He, yeah, he died in the first 20 minutes of that. Still, that's um, kind of a big so, movie.
1: All right, so we got the yes, first two is. Rush Hour movies and uh, Friday, and then you're stuck on the fourth one. Is either Fifth Element or Dead Presidents? Is that what you're... Or are you guys leaning on Dead Presidents?
2: Which one do you think, Ray? I would think Fifth Element. Okay, we'll go Fifth Element.
1: All right, well, you got 50% again. <laughs> first one up is Rush Hour 2, and then second one is Rush Hour. So you're right about that. I'm sorry, Third one. Ocean. <laughs> Third one, Silver Linings Playbook. He had a bit part in that. Uh, <laughs> Even though he was in that, <laughs> yes, he is. He is. He, he's he's okay. uh, um, the friend who's escaping the mental institution. So okay, and then Money Talks is the fourth one.
2: Oh, oh that was his one main starring vehicle. Yeah, it so. was. It was. It was. It was funny for what it was. But it was. It was one of those movies where it was funny. You watch it one time, and then uh, that's enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to our last little bit with our lists. What do you think?
3: Yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. So,
1: this week we are talking about uh, next Friday. And so, the options thrown out there into our Discord group for uh, people to choose from were I don't have it in front of me. I should have. Hold on. The options thrown out were. Hip Hop in Film, Movies with Days of the Week in the title, and Non-Numbered Sequels. Uh, we had a little bit of a kind of a back and forth on those bottom two for for a little while, and then finally Non-Numbered Sequels is the one that ended up taking it. So uh, we are here to talk about Non-Numbered Sequels. And Ray, you put your trailer up first, so you get to go first. Take it away.
3: Alright, so I, as soon as I knew this was what we were going to do, I had to do this movie, because it is the fourth movie in a series, but from the title you would think it was the first and that movie is 2008 rambo <laughs> 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 and uh, it's, that is it's funny it's not a terrible movie but i had to pick it because of the title if uh you do follow the series it's the one where you know he's old now <laughs> <laughs> One of, the, and he's basically working taking people in his boat uh through uh up and down a river in thailand and he winds up helping a group of american missionaries who get into trouble in burma with uh, the military there um very cgi heavy that movie but not terrible if you're into stallone and action and whatnot. Did
1: they do another one after that? They I did. like yeah, these tracks.
3: Last Blood. They did one more. It was Rambo, Last, last Blood. Uh, of course they did.
1: Yes, Last Blood was after that,
2: but I did not even remember Rambo. I remember the, you know, I've seen First Blood and First Blood Part 2, but yeah, I forgot that there was a third one between <laughs> that and Last Blood. So I thought it was just First Blood, you know, next Blood, Last Blood. Rambo,
3: there was Rambo, yeah. uh, Rambo, or uh, no, first, was first Blood. Right, First Blood and then First blood Rambo part two, I think. And then Rambo yeah, three. the other way around
1: Rambo first blood part two.
3: Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm doing a rule with my list here where I'm, not only am I not doing numbers, but I'm also not doing colons.
1: <laughs> oh, interesting. All right. I see. I wonder, actually, I don't think I have any colons either, but there certainly is. Uh, well, I potentially do depending on if, if somebody, something is stolen. So, all right, Ocean, what's your yeah. first one?
2: My first one was a um uh so it was a it's a movie where uh the uh there are girls that are kidnapped and they're kidnapped by uh well I'm just gonna start spoiling already, James McAvoy who has multiple distinct personalities. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you're watching it you know they're trying to figure out who you know not only with all of his different personalities who which personality they're talking to how they can make friends with some to try to maybe get out and save their own lives which ones they should be scared of that may in fact you know kill them you know why they're being kidnapped they don't even really know that either and that you know the whole movie it is it is a good movie about the, not only the psychological exploration of hey, what it's like to be kidnapped by someone with 23 different personalities. But then in the last minute, you find out that you're watching a sequel. And that movie is split, which was a sequel to Unbreakable. Hmm. And, um, and so that was my first choice of the non-numbered sequels because I really not only enjoyed the movie, but then I like I did enjoy the pleasant surprise at the end of it that I'm watching a sequel.
1: Sure, yeah. Pretty twist twisty. Yes, very twisty. Nice. nice. For my first one, I am going with... Uh, I feel like I, I feel like this has to be a steal. I'm surprised it's not uh, yet. Maybe it will be, but I am doing <sighs> I it is a sequel. Okay, this is a franchise <laughs> that had, let's see, the first three movies. Uh, well, I should say the first movie was titled – it's title. The second and third movies used used Roman numerals. The fourth and fifth movies used numbers. The sixth movie I think at one point had a number and then they dropped it. The seventh movie they kind of – erased some of those past movies, and they used a whole new titling scheme, and then it had a sequel, which was just a colon sequel, and then there was a remake of the first movie that was just titled the same as the first movie, and it had a second movie, which was titled the same as the original second movie, and then there was a new sequel that was Mm -hmm. named the same as the first movie. Of the whole thing. And it is, of course, Halloween. Yeah. How complicated <laughs> they make this <laughs> franchise. It is technically the let's see, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh Halloween film. Yeah. But it is just called Halloween, just like the first film and just like the ninth film. Crazy. Nice. And it was, it was, it was decent. It was it was a yeah. decent sequel that I guess for all intents and purposes drops halloween 2 through halloween 2 remake and just pretends it's just a direct sequel from the right. original
3: right i am a huge fan of the halloween movies and so was this
1: a steal because i'm like I, I feel like i'm stealing this
3: i i almost picked not that one but i almost picked another one mm. but uh yeah but
1: it had a colon in it i bet <laughs> it did it had a colon <laughs> damn it yeah. all right what's your number two
3: My number two is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it is one of the best sequels of all time. Maybe the best sequel of all time. And I know that strong words. I know those are strong words and I know no one will agree with me, (laughs) 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 but I am going with 1935 James Wales, the bride of Frankenstein.
1: Oh, okay. I would, I would, uh, it has some strange elements in it you know, that some of the weirdness, but I think that the actual Frankenstein story itself, uh, the reason I think it's so good is because it's a lot closer to the novel. than The first movie was,
3: (laughs) I just think that from the first film. And then especially in this one, Karloff really proved himself as a, a tremendously good actor, you know, especially in the scene with the blind man in the hut. And he's, you know, basically learning to trust a person for the first time good good stuff
1: yeah that is good stuff all right ocean uh, second pick from you is so
2: the second pick for me i'm i'm going to stick thematically somewhat with my trailer choice in that it is a straightforward action revenge movie and it is um desperado um uh, desperado yeah. uh, came out in uh i believe in 1983. 2055 uh, starring Antonio ben, 95. Thank you starring Antonio Banderas and uh, Salma Salma Hayek, and it was a it's a sequel to uh, the movie the the Mariachi, right. um, which was uh, I think one of uh, was one of Robert Rodriguez's first uh, director movies. Very it was very first. first
1: one yeah his very first was the Mariachi one he sold then. his body to science for.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So and and so yeah. So the the I I picked it because you know, it's a non-numbered uh, sequel, of course. But then also, a, a really uh, to me it's one of the best guy. When I talking, when I saw it in college, I thought this was the greatest guy movie I've ever seen. Where it's it is you know the plot is straightforward and simple. It's a nice revenge pick. There's tons and tons of action. It's really all all, all around a great guy movie. So. <laughs>
1: I remember being enjoyable, uh, and yeah. I remember liking uh, Steve Buscemi. Who doesn't he pop up as a kind of a supporting character? He,
2: yes, yes, he does. He he starts off the movie with a with a great scene, and then uh, he shows up for a little bit as a he he shows up dressed as a priest, although he's not a priest, and and then you know keeping with the theme of the movie, he gets killed.
1: So gotcha. Yeah. For my second pick, you know. I, There are a lot on here, and actually one of them I was tempted to put on was the the third in your trilogy that you uh, started with there, Ocean. Um, But what I'm going to put on, you know, it was a film that surprised me in a franchise that I thought started strong, and then it had kind of a a dip for the third one that a lot of people didn't like. Um, And it's fine, I guess. But the fourth film, I was like, oh, you know what, they kind of put it back on track, and I think that they ended the story – uh, well, I really liked it. It is Shrek Forever After. And mm. I was really tempted to not pick it because it's, I. but I, I don't think, it's called Forever After, but I don't think in their marketing they ever actually did the number four ever after. Uh, I may be wrong, but the posters uh, that I saw didn't. So um, that's my uh, second pick. I, I just, I don't know. I felt like the whole thing with Rumpelstiltskin and kind of Taking everything away, I thought that was actually really clever. I thought uh, they did a good job with that one. So, uh, and there you go, continuing the trend of Antonio Banderas as well. <laughs> All right. right, final pick. What are you going to say, Ray?
3: My last pick uh, is one that I picked at the very last minute because I thought of it at the last minute. I'm like, and I had <laughs> to pick it. And it is uh, Akira Kurosawa's 1962 film Sanjuro which is a sequel to Yojimbo, which I think are two really remarkable films. And I am really ticked off because I was going to buy the criterion editions this month during the sale and they were sold out.
1: Ah, bummer. They look great. And what a pair of films. Those are. I love them. That's a good pick. I didn't even think of that one. Man all right ocean last pick
2: Oh, um, my last pick is um a movie that i uh, first saw it came out in 1981 saw it as a, a young child and as far as i can remember i think it's the first sequel i ever saw even though Ooh. i did not know that it was a sequel at the time and it is uh there's a james bond movie for your eyes only uh it stars uh R- roger moore it's it's a it was his be third of his james bond movies and so uh when with and with all James Bond movies, you know, except for the Daniel Craig ones, um, with all James Bond movies that you know they have titles. They're all nice and you know nice and uh, singular in in their in their in their story. Uh, they're nice and disposable. You can you know you watch them, you see the pattern, and then you can move on to the next one. So I I I enjoyed it when I was eight, and uh, <laughs> I you know I still and, and because of that childhood love of the movie, I still like the movie to this day, and I like it more. I I, I like it more than. You should, because <laughs> there there's lots of, there are several problems with the movie, and it is it is not it is by far not the best James Bond movie ever made. Uh, but since it was one, the first one that I saw, um, and I really enjoyed it, so I, don't
3: it, it's be ashamed, list. sir. There should be no such yes. thing as a guilty pleasure.
1: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, well, uh, good pick. I mean, I, I figured James Bond was going to pop into somebody's list. I had a, a little rule for myself where I was trying to not pick stuff based on books because so often mm. the books, um, mm. you know, especially like I mean, the Sherlock Holmes books and the James Bond books, they they, they didn't number them, and so it's pretty right. uh, common to mm. not have numbered titles. But um, but uh, so for my final pick, I went with a uh, another horror film from another uh, big horror franchise that is the one that really was like my horror franchise when I was a kid and growing up. It was uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And Mm -hmm. the movie I picked was Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Uh, It came out in 94. And what I found so fresh and original about that film is that it was this really kind of like this meta horror movie that was like almost like not even part of the franchise. It was almost like, the Freddy Krueger persona was was actually plaguing the people in the industry, like Heather Langenkamp, the actress, not Nancy uh, and, <laughs> and Wes Craven, and people who actually had been a part of the of the films. And I thought that was so interesting, so original. And it made perfect sense then to see Wes Craven go on to make Scream afterwards. So um, (laughs) that is my final pick. Wes Craven's new nightmare.
2: Awesome pick. Awesome. Yeah. That was a really good move. I really enjoyed it because the nightmare Elm Street series had started kind of, Going off the rails and uh, just, you know, became, you know, just it just became, hey, let's just laugh at how Freddy Krueger kills people. But then the new nightmare was definitely a, a nice a new take on it. And it was actually the first one that scared me, you know, since I, don't know, I think, uh, what is it, three, what was it three? What was the three? Dream Warriors? Dream, Dream Warriors, Warriors, yeah. Dream Warriors was three, yeah. So three I thought was scary, but then again, you know, I was 10. And then uh, the uh, that the new nightmare was definitely one that I thought was a really great horror.
1: Movie. yeah, by the time they got to I think the one was it the one right before this the final nightmare, is that the one where roseanne Barr and and Tom yeah. Arnold pop up in some weird thing? It's just like oh, what what are we doing here? This yeah. is like gone off the rails." <laughs> yeah. so I'm glad they were able to kind of get things back on track at least a little bit briefly. Yeah. Uh, Cool. All right. Well, that's it for our list. No stills. Did you guys have any backups that you want to give shout-outs to? No.
2: Um, I I did. uh, I had Hannibal. Um, And you could, because being from Silence of the Lambs, although, you know, you could argue that Silence of the Lambs is a sequel for Manhunter. Sure. um, The, you know, the, the obvious ones, which I stayed away from because I I thought that would, that someone else would pick them was the Bourne movies. There's the Bourne Supremacy and the Mm -hmm. Bourne Ultimatum.
1: Well, you know, I have my personal rule. I don't pick anything we've covered on the show. And of course we've done all the Bourne movies. So. Okay. Got Um, it. Got it. But let's see. I had How to Train Your Dragon, The the Hidden World, uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Once upon a time in Mexico, I told you I had the uh, the one of yours on The Dark Knight, the last any of the last three of the Mission uh, Mission uh, Impossible movies, The Great Muppet Caper, and uh, of course, (laughs) I feel like it's an honorary list that you have to throw on Piranha Three (laughs) Double D on there. It's like uh, I I saw the remake of Piranha Three D, and it was pretty terrible. And then they made a sequel to it and that's what they called it. I'm like, of course they did.
0: Of course they did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's just exactly what that should have been called. So I yeah. got to give them kudos for that anyway. Mm. Uh, so now we got to put some lists out there for next week. Next week there, uh, we're going to be talking about Friday after next on the show. Um, have you, you, neither of you have seen this one.
3: No, but I do know a few things about the movie and I have an idea or two for lists.
1: Okay. What, what do you have?
3: Bad guys dressed as Santa Claus.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> like it. Like it. What else? You had um, a
3: couple. The other one that I had, uh, wasn't there a store in there in the mall that was called uh, pimps and hoes or something? There, there is a
1: store called pimps and hoes.
3: What about like, um, movies with stores with ridiculous names? Cause I, I can think of several off the top of my head. With, like, just ridiculous names.
1: Okay. okay. Stores. Okay. And uh, uh, was that it, or do you have another one?
3: That's all I have.
1: Okay. I, I put a couple down as options. Um, films with animated title sequences. Um, okay. Snowless Christmases. And Christmas Crime, which fits actually quite perfectly with your, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Burglars in Santa Claus outfits?
3: Bad Guys or
1: whatever. Bad Guys, yeah.
2: So, so having not seen it, is it set- during Christmas? It's
1: Christmas movie, yes.
2: Okay, well then you, well, could you make a list of Christ, you know, Christmas movies that, or unexpected Christmas movies? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's definitely just, it's definitely not an expected Christmas movie. really? really? Right. <laughs> huh, yeah. Okay. That was an interesting choice for them. Yeah. Um, do, I like, or, I like the Christmas crime idea, Chris, you know, the, um, uh, you know, Santa, uh, Santa Thieves or whatever. Should we put that down?
2: Yeah, that sounds good. I can I can think of a few movies that would fit into that.
1: Which and I think Christmas crime. I mean, if they aren't quite dressed up as Santa, it's still I think either way you're getting sure you're getting close there. There you go. Um, uh, okay, what was I know What was your first one? You had
3: that was my first idea. My second,
1: second one was one, about yeah. the
3: the stores.
1: Oh, funny store names, right? Yes, I like it's that fair. one. What do you What do you think, Ocean?
2: Um, I I like it. I think it'd be a challenge. I'm trying to, I'd have to, I'd I like do to too. A lot of movies uh, to, I do too.
1: to figure out what the
3: one that I would remember that.
1: Well, what do you think so, about so the that, other ones? Animated title sequences or snowless snowless Christmases. Do either of those work?
3: I think animated title sequences is a great one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the,
3: I don't
2: know there'd be probably a lot of overlap between the snowless Christmas and the Christmas crime.
1: Right, well, I don't know. C- I mean, you, you mm-hmm. don't have to have a crime movie to have a snowless Christmas. No. yeah well, west coast christmas in yes. Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right exactly christmas yeah. in hawaii any any australian movie or yeah. you know southern hemisphere movie that takes place at christmas time won't be snowy okay. uh what do you guys think snowless christmases or funny store names i'd,
2: I'd, I'd say I'd, snowless christmas snowless christmases would be easier to yeah so because i can think okay. of something with that so i think snowless christmases
1: okay all right well there we go christmas crime snowless christmases and animated title sequences that should be uh, fun for whoever it is who's on the show next week. <laughs> we wish you luck. We wish you yes. luck. And if you want to get in on voting for next week's list, it's very easy. You just head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Reel's Discord community. You can get there by going to the nextreel.com and just click the link to Discord where you can become a member and you can get in on the conversations about the list topics and everything else we're talking about over there. You can also visit our merch, uh, the merch store, the dot com slash merch. You can uh, head over to the T public store. You can get all sorts of fantastic next real merchandise pieces, including masks right now. And who doesn't want a medical grade face mask, um, uh, sorry, who doesn't want a non-medical grade face mask? <laughs> because what happens is when you buy one through the Next Reel's Public store, Public donates one medical grade face mask to the frontline healthcare workers through direct relief. So thank you for supporting us. Mighty thanks to all the doctors and nurses out there. And that's it. So thanks for uh, being here today, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank
3: Happy you. Happy movie watching, everybody.
1: Indeed. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. And uh, until next weekend. You know what I got the other day, Pete? Stephen King's latest. Want to borrow it?
0: Do you know who you're talking to? What do you mean? Andy, when's the last time I read a paper book? It's been decades. I would much rather use Kindle or better yet, Audible.
1: What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on The Next Reel's family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial
0: at com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form.
1: Stephen JJ talked about a lot of great ones, like Odd Thomas.
0: Isn't that series a favorite of yours? I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel.
1: I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about The Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin
0: Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out.
1: They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara.
0: Papillon. The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk.
1: So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reel's family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads.
0: Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time
1: so we're directly appealing to you our dear listener please consider an audible subscription to help support the next reels family of podcasts
0: i've been using audible along with my family for decades now i love it and i've read hundreds of books through it couldn't be more pleased with their service and i know you'll love it too head to the nextreelcom audible and get your free trial it really helps us out And you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you.
1: So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible.
0: Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible.